convo. I'm so happy. I felt like we were gone for so long, for real. I felt like... Been so long. Yeah, I felt like it was a little <laughs> gap. I don't like this every other week stuff. Like, man, every other week, just for a little while longer. Um, officially two weeks, two weeks to today that I graduated Walk Across this Woo-hoo. So we're definitely excited about that. So yeah. after that, we'll uh, get back to every other week. Yeah, throw some ones at Hey. I hope somebody throws some ones at Welcome me. to a life of bills. Hey. Yes. The real life. <laughs> Thank God somebody took care of half of this tuition, so I appreciate it. Okay. Right. Yes. So Investing. Yes. She don't put you on to nothing, though. I'm sorry to hear that. I appreciate it. I'm so that sorry. You know that. But just okay, because guess mm-hmm. what? It's still time for growth. The shade, right. They already been shady to me today. And no. it's just, I'm not for the shits today. It's, it's okay. It's a yeah, lot of palm trees everybody today. Everybody can fuck off of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. So, today's episode, um, we're going to get into, um, you know, sexual awareness and black women's traumas um, all together in one. One of the things that I wanted to acknowledge is that well, I chose this topic. I wish we would have been able to do it during Sexual Awareness Month in April, but unfortunately, like due to, due to our schedule, we weren't able to. There's nothing left. Um, but this topic hits me, you know, really hard for real because I've dealt with so many women who um, have either been sexually assaulted or just have a lot of traumas that in some way or another always impact our relationships. And so I wanted to make sure that I addressed this and talked about it and brought up all the awareness um, about the sexual assault and just women's traumas. Um, my kid told me, she said this thing to me one time, she was like, she feels as though the black woman is the most unprotected species on earth. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, it stuck with me into becoming from like a 20 year old at the time. It really meant a lot uh, meant a lot to me because it's just like, I never viewed us as that. Mm-hmm. Whether we lesbian, straight, gay, whatever, I feel like we as black women are just unprotected mm-hmm. from so many different factors in life. Yeah. Um, so today, of course, I'm your host, Pat. We got the ho-host. I'm back. The ho-host. Heather in the building. What's up? The ho-host. And then oh. <laughs> uh, we got Vet back in the building. She's hey. she, she trying, Vet trying to take over. She like, we, we wanted another dominant person on here, but. It's nice to bring some different type of energy. Yeah. Diversity is always thoughts. great, you know. Yeah, that be bringing the energy to her. So she got the shits with her. Y'all let them know. What my man Jay said, I'm with the fuckery. That's just, that's, <laughs> she's definitely with the fuckery. Uh, so we do have another um, another guest coming on today. And I really hope that she makes it. Unfortunately, she was in a car accident just a few minutes ago. Something minor, nothing major. But I really hope that she make it because her story is just, it's, it's nothing that I've heard of. Um, personally, shall I say, I've seen in the movies all of that stuff, but personally, I have never met someone who has been through what she's been through. So mm-hmm. I'm really hoping she make it. Y'all see her walk on, or you might see me dip out for a second to go get her. Um, but I just, I just really want to, you know, bring some awareness to you all. Um, and I was going to talk about this, this, this situation. Why I really was like offended by this whole sexual awareness thing. Like someone said something to me. So one time, I was going to pay my insurance, and um, this older black lady was like the receptionist. Mm-hmm. So she says to me, she says, yes, you're, you're too pretty to be gay. Mm-hmm. And that's another topic for another episode, right? Mm-hmm. But she says this to me, that says to me next, she says, who did it to you? Mm-hmm. And I said, what you mean? And she said, she said, who, who touched you? Yes. Who touched you? 
And I said, I, when I tell y'all, I couldn't, I couldn't get my mouth, I couldn't talk, mm-hmm. I just couldn't verbalize, I couldn't, I just couldn't. I was standing there just like if someone had put glue on the bottom mm-hmm. of my feet because I just couldn't understand why was that the stigma? Why was that the stereotype? Like, why did someone have to touch me in order for me to be gay? Mm-hmm. And she, yeah. she just was just like, no, baby, like old Southern black lady, mm-hmm. and she just continued to try to tell me that a man had hurt me. If he did not touch me, then a man had hurt me, you know? And so I had to, like, let her know. I was like, no one has hurt me. I had an amazing father. Mm-hmm. No one has ever touched, you know, touched me anything like that inappropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, the two dudes that I've ever dealt with, they were, you know, nice gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I said, I've never had any type of situations like that that would have made me want to be gay. Mm-hmm. And that's not just a, something can't make me be gay. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's another stereotype that we need to do away or, or, or do away with. Nothing can just make you be gay. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so, a good, you know, you know, like the old people say, all that good chocolate going to waste, yeah. you know? <laughs> See, this but, is shit but also is there insecurities <laughs> yeah. um, being passed mm-hmm. down onto us which is why a lot of times like you know back in the day they used to hide their sexuality mm-hmm. you know they was whole like fucking yeah. each other and mm-hmm. then they just still stay married to their husbands had children but you know they still were in love with women Whitney Houston she was like a big celebrity Whitney. and look yeah we, we, we Whitney go, was good uh, what are we going to Whitney though we got to talk about the Whitney though I mean, Whitney, Whitney was, Whitney was her, her girlfriend was fine like they were a cute couple, but you got to think. She grew up in the church. Did it y'all was know like, Whitney was gay? Honey, look it up. You were this age when you learned. <sighs> learned something every day. Got to make every moment a teachable moment. Yeah. But, yeah, she was definitely. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I felt like they were a good couple. You know what's funny? You know what I get a lot? It's people waiting for me to tell them mm-hmm. that I'm gay. Yes. And it's because it's like, oh, we were just waiting to see what happened. Mm-hmm. I got the same thing when my friends, um, right before I got married mm-hmm. um, in 2014, I, I came, went down to my hometown. Uh, my friend owned a hair salon at the time. And, you know, I was in there. I was like, see, y'all can come to my wedding. And they're like, yeah, we were just Ooh, waiting for name, you. Right? We were just waiting for you to to tell us that you're gay. And I'm like, why? Why, why do I have to yeah. tell you? Well, this, this something happen? Like, why are you like that? Why don't you like God? I'm like, what you mean that something happened? No, I like women. That's yeah. Right. And see, why something got to happen to you? And so that's the thing, because I feel like that goes along with that uh, like that perpetuated hate that men have supposed women supposedly have against men that they think that because a man has done a woman so wrong that it has forced her to seek other women and not men mm-hmm. and so it's just like that that shit just speaks volumes and it's just like no that's not the reason why I'm gay I just love women and that's it's just it. what it is I mean there may be some other factors and to, to, to the point of for those women who do not date men or who may have some issues with men because they have been touched because I do know those type of people mm-hmm. I understand that but at the same time it's just like even I guess after a while it's the fact that like that can't be enough to hold you to why you like women after a while you obviously just like women that's it yeah and, I, and if there is someone out here that's using their sexuality as a um it's like a guard against men, mm-hmm. then, then you need to get yourself checked. You need because therapy. You need therapy because yes. you need to really deal with those issues because yes. that's that's not healthy for, for us, the women that you deal with, nor the men yeah. or, or yourself. In a, yeah. or of course, of course, yourself. So it's just like, I don't know, like I, this, this topic probably will go into so many different avenues because it's just like, I know all of the traumas that, you know, I have faced specifically just with like my family and death and all of that stuff. But this is something that I've never had to deal with personally. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as far as in my family, but dating women who have been sexually assaulted or 
has really went through some traumas with men or within within themselves, I feel like that shit is really like it's crazy. It's real. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like the childhood childhood traumas affect you you later in life, mm-hmm. and it's just like now I'm starting to see like damn like I feel like I hate to say it like. Could you write down your traumas? List. Could you? Could and you that's list okay. Them? Why not? Because, because you really have to ask people. I need now. to know. I need to know what like, I want to deal with. What triggers you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I need to know. I, I honestly want to say, like, do I want to deal with your traumas? Do mm-hmm. Do you want to deal with my traumas? And or am it, I ready to support you through healing through yeah. those traumas? And then that's the thing. Like we're gonna talk about today is just like how how did you heal from your situation? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like I want to make sure that on this episode we're not just talking about you know the traumas that we went through, but mm-hmm. also talking about how we heal from these traumas yes. because I'm kind of tired of everybody carrying around their baggage and then you dump a little on Heather, you dump a little on me, mm-hmm. dump a little on Javette, mm-hmm. and it's just like you still carrying that fucking sack with you. Mm-hmm. Now nah, you need to stand still yeah. and take that shit out that and sack deal with and it. deal with your shit. Because yes. I, I ain't got I ain't got another relationship in me. But you know, sexual sexual assault, <laughs> traumas. You know, it's unfortunate <laughs> when when we have to think about it. Sometimes, you know, we we are quite privileged to live in the U.S. because. Mm-hmm. Throughout my schooling, I, I used to do a lot of research on random topics, and I did take a women's studies class, and we mm-hmm. talked about um, the the different acts of violence against women in different countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I know in Africa, there's this thing that happens often. It's called corrective rape. Exactly. Men feel like yes. the gay women, yes. if they just have have sex, sex with a man, man, it will fix it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it will fix it. But you know, this is something. It, Kind of related to also, I also learned at that time that a lot of men in the African countries, these what I read about, they will have sex with a virgin if they're HIV positive, and they it makes them think that if you had sex with a virgin, it'll, it'll clear you. Mm-hmm. So it's like women because are always find, a sacrifice. They yeah. are. That's what I'm saying. But it also shows that we have a lot of power. But when it comes to like African men, them being attra- them being attracted to a woman, not even attracted, but them having sex with a woman who is a virgin, it's kind of like she's purified. So mm-hmm. she has no sin and you know, like right. she's she's all mine. You know, yeah. this is the first time I've ever had sex with her or touched her or anything like anything like that. But when it comes to homosexuality, like they can go to the extreme. For example, in Senegal, like they found a gay couple. This was a man. Now, remind you, this man had died. He was done. He was in the grave. Right. Okay. They found his wedding pictures. Mm. Okay. And they found his grave and dug him up. Okay. And burned his body in front of his parents' house because he was gay. He was buried in an Islamic cemetery. So it goes to the extreme. So imagine what they do to women. (laughs) Okay? Mm -hmm. And they have a lot of mental issues that they, I feel like, don't voice enough. Even when it comes to rape, even if it's your husband, he can still rape you. Yeah. But they don't think it's rape because that's my husband. husband And that's my dad. That's my children's father. We're property. Women are property. Yes. Women are property. And see, that's my that's my whole thing with it. It's just like even with this show today, I felt like it was it was hard trying to find people. Javette reached out to me. I reached out to Shamir. But it was hard trying to find people to come on because in our community, locally, Black people, we sweep this shit under the rug. Mm-hmm. Like you're not supposed to talk about Uncle Jojo being a pedophile mm-hmm. and being touched. Um, I, it's it's gonna be so hard for me not to say names or to speak specifically oh, to specific ahead. situations. But um, very recent, just finding out someone that I was dealing with was touched, and when she was younger, and she said she said to me like, um, 
Oh, it was. It's not a big deal, you know. It was over and done with, mm. and you know, she just swept it so uh, so cool under the rug, like it really wasn't a problem. But here we are, and I'm sitting here talking to her, and I'm seeing so many layers mm-hmm. of traumas that she has yet to deal with because she has not made that connection mm-hmm. as to you know she the value of herself. Her yeah, yeah, and it's just like. Um, even working in the education system and it's just like so many of my kids have been touched Mm -hmm. and it's just like it is heartbreaking because I can't fix it Mm -hmm. I can't do anything to undo the situation or to help to build those relationships or repair relationships because then it's just like I don't trust anyone. Mm-hmm. Look at the people on my 600 pound life. Here we go. Oh. Pretty much, you know, that's my show. That's my show too. You that's watch it. That show oh, is so God, depressing. But it. every, but it always, it's, it's always like, oh, they were touched. Touched. Yes. Yeah, but just let's kind of touch on what you were talking about a few uh, minutes ago about Uncle Jojo and whoever. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a really good um, close friend who's very near and dear to me. And we had a good conversation the other night about growing up. So she was raised by her grandmother mm-hmm. and her uncle lived in the house mm-hmm. and it was, their rooms were like next to one another mm-hmm. and he right. would set up his full length mm-hmm. mirror and masturbate while Watching her. Lo- wow. looking at her. Mm-hmm. And it went oh, on for wow. years mm-hmm. from like nine to like 16, like mm-hmm. she was older. Oh, wow. She finally decided to tell. Yeah. Guess what happened? They ain't believe Nothing. That. Nothing. Nothing. They just so it's kind of like rug. what's you know a lot of people is like well what's what's the point? Yeah, I can understand that. I, so Javette, do you want to speak on your situation? I mean, yeah, I can. Okay, so um, my sexual trauma came from um, honestly it was my step brother and stepsister, mm-hmm. and now the thing is my mom has always because she went through sexual assault. Okay. And so when it came to her children, she was like, I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to be very transparent. So she always talked to us, you know, did somebody touch you here? Did somebody do this? You know, and so, you know, it was her husband's children. They would come over like every other weekend. Um, And it started with my stepbrother who like it would be at night, you know, Kids, they just like, oh, that's to play hide and go freak, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, I don't like that game. Like, right. you know, I spoke up. But then it would be times where I was like trying to hide and I would be by myself and he would come and touch me and I'd be like, all right, like, I was, it's kind of like you get stuck. Like, you don't know what to do because. Mm-hmm. You, you don't you don't know what to do in a situation until you're actually in the situation you know so you kind of get like paralyzed in a way you know right. so it kept going and then I felt like it got you know it kept getting worse like each time he came back I'm like okay I feel like he got another fucked up idea in his head you know yeah, so crazy. the worst thing was and I remember like verbatim like the worst part was uh, we were in the kitchen. This was in the, a, a house in the city. Mm-hmm. And we were in the kitchen, and it's like a cabinet right here. And he was like, um, he like pushed my head down, like pushed it down. And he was like, I have to pee. Mm-hmm. Right? And then he was like, open your mouth. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no. He was like, open your mouth. And then urinated in my mouth. I was like, oh. Okay, I mean, it was the worst. I mean, like, now I'm thinking about it. That was a fucked up situation to be in as a kid. But I'm like, he really did that. How old was he? I was about to ask that. He was a, he's a year older than me, right? And how old were y'all? So I was in elementary school. So So I would say about eight, nine, right. Right. Eight or nine, um, seven, between seven and nine. And um, he was older. And then it was his sister. um, And... 
she was just like a t- she was grown as what people you know people would call her and so she was sexually you know active she was having sex and I remember like all the time I used to complain to my mom like my she smelled like Lexington Market Oh, right. Wow. She she had a smell because she was young. She was having sex. Um, I don't know what the you don't know what she was doing. She stinks. She smelled like fish. Right. My mother was like, she got to sit in the tub, you know. And one night, I think she heard me talking to my mom. Hmm. And so I remember we were in the like in the bed in the room, and she made me like try to give her old sex, oh, and I was just like, all on. I can think was, I do not want to smell anything. That's all I kept thinking. See, that's why I can't. I'm not mature right. enough for certain conversations. Right. So I'm just like. All I I was like I just want to get my mindset was I want to get this over with. Oh wow! I want to get this over with. I just want to like get it done so I can go to sleep, right? <laughs> Not talk about it. Right. Um, and like I said, my mom always talked to me. She said, you know, if something happens, say something. And the moment I said something was like um, somebody calling on here. Oh, that's the girl. Uh-huh. So the moment I hold on, y'all, one second. We'll be right back. Hopefully she's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can go ahead. You can keep so, going. So um, the moment I finally said something is when I went to walk to my friend's house, which is literally like two doors down, mm-hmm. and I knocked on the door, and her uncle lived with them, my friend's uncle. Mm-hmm. And um, he was on the porch, and he was like, you know, I was like, hey, where's, you know, is Jessica? Can she come outside? He was like, yeah, give me a second. And he stood at the door with his like hand on his hip and he just came and reached over and was like boop and like touched my titty and so I immediately knew that that was wrong so I stopped and I just was like I just walked away went home I waited till my mom got off she used to get off at 5 30 and I waited until she got home she was like come on you know you want to go to Rite Aid with me and this was the Rite Aid at West West Side Shopping Center Mm -hmm. And then she was like, Javette, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. So the whole time I'm trying to think, how can I say this? Yeah. Right? How can I say this? And so we finally got to the store. We're in the store. So she has, like, items in her hand. And she was like, Javette, what's wrong? Like, tell me. Talk yeah. to me. And I told her. I think I ain't never seen this lady drop that shit so, so fast. <laughs> she went into the car. And she was like on ten, like right. she was willing to. She was about to kill this. She would, she would have killed that man if she would have right. got her hands on him. She would have killed that man. She told me to stay in the car, and all I seen was her get this bat, like this metal bat, mm-hmm. and she knocked on the door and she was like, "Where is he?" And no, he wound up uh, running out the back and like trying to like hide or whatever. Mm-hmm. And from then on, it got crazy. Like you know, you had to call a detective, and I had to go to like an appointment to get checked out like it was just all this stuff which i feel like a lot of children don't say anything because they just are afraid of what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. you know and it was a lot i mean that whole day was just long as shit and i was like i was seven because i remember it was before my eighth birthday but that was the first time i ever said anything like that happened as a kid so did your mom know about the stuff of your step um step siblings i didn't tell her um about my step siblings until i was that had to be probably like 9 years ago mm. not that long ago right and i didn't know like you know i saw them often after that right I still see them sometimes this day, to this day. And so when I told her, I felt like, 
it, it's kind of like she felt this guilt. Like, what did I do wrong? I'm like, you didn't do anything wrong. Because your stepdad passed, right? My, yes, yeah. he passed. Okay, yeah. Um, and so after he passed, you know, it's like, you don't really, you don't see them. Right. You know, um, but... When I told her that, it was crazy because it was like my ex-husband was there mm-hmm. and she was there. And they were just like, their faces was shocked. Like, yeah, that happened to you? And I'm like, yeah, you know. Hey, Hi. Shamir. Shamir just came in. Oh, you're going on that side, Shamir. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the things that you said is something that as a... Um, as someone who works on like the clinical team mm-hmm. um, in schools is that explaining the process when a child feels vulnerable enough mm-hmm. to come in and to tell you or yeah, to report that some, someone touched them, um, to sit and have to explain to them, you know, what the next steps are. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest thing because mm-hmm. as I'm listening down the steps, you can see them literally regret regretting saying, saying anything yes. because it's just like, this isn't what I signed up for. Yeah. I thought that I could say something, something would be done, mm-hmm. and, then, and then that would be it. But mm-hmm. the whole having to do the the, the, the CPS call, mm-hmm. then go to the hospital, then meet the detectives, mm-hmm. and then all like of they these get, different like steps. Their whole, it was like, you literally, like, if you ever seen, like, CSI and all those yeah. detectives, it literally was that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they'll ask you questions. They're sitting in the room. Is this white man with a, a, a yeah. shirt and a tie on and I had like a um I remember I had like a Tasmanian devil um stuffed animal mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't even sleep with stuffed animals right. so I'm just like why the fuck do I got this in my hand you know but I guess it was they were trying to make me feel comfortable but the whole time I'm like I don't feel like this is a yeah. lot and you know so, yeah so that's why it's just like when when the students they they want to come to me it's just like I'm just sitting there trying to figure out I can't lie to them about the process of reporting Mm -hmm. because they trust me for one. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's just like it literally happens in schools. It happens. Mm -hmm. The child reports, I got to call the clinician Mm -hmm. or the social worker, Mm -hmm. and then we make the call. And then it's just like the child is gone. Like I don't get to do the follow-up. I don't get to see the child again until after they come back to school. And then the child, the first time the child is looking at you, the child is like angry a little bit because it's just like, shit, you set me up to miss... X amount of days of school, then mm-hmm. I had to talk to the police, I had to go get checked out at the hospital. My yeah. mom and my family is mad at me. It's just so many different things that happens mm-hmm. once they report, and it's just like, I, I just, I don't know what to do, and it's I just like, this like, shit hurt me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and it is a hurtful <laughs> process, because like, uh, you know, children, they want to be able to feel safe, and they want to be able to um, trust you, mm-hmm. and when they build that relationship with you, and then they tell you something that's so like, secretive you yeah. know and then that happens it's like okay now yeah. everybody knows yeah all right so guys so uh now our guest is here shamir is here yeah. um so thank you for making this shamir she's You're been wrong. through hell and high water to get <laughs> yes oh my goodness the devil is busy yes. i'll tell you right now this is a touchy subject yeah. and the devil is busy mm-hmm. he didn't want me to get here mm-hmm. to talk yeah. about this because even if you might not can't help everyone but if you reach that one person yep it helps a lot. Mm-hmm. And like I it's crazy because I talked about this on my podcast on Monday. I was late to my own podcast on Monday too. That's crazy. So I'm just like the devil's business. I'm just so glad I just wanna you thank you. I wanna thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm telling you, as soon as I came with the top, I was like, Shamir, Shamir, Shamir. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I don't know if you want a minute to get yourself together, get you a drink first. Are you ready to I'm good. I, I can take a drink, but I'm ready to dive in. I'm, I'm always ready. So, so yeah. 
so you like 1800? Yes, I do. I love tequila. Yeah, Happy too. Cinco de Mayo. By oh, the way. Yeah. I mean, none of y'all niggas Mexican, but y'all celebrate. Uh, like my middle name is Spanish, so. Celebrating like a motherfucker. I'm going to celebrate Pedro for cutting all the grass. I'm going to celebrate they the nigga. Pedro. Right? <laughs> I'm going to take a shot for Pedro. Pedro. So, yeah. So, Shamir is going to go into, you know, her story. Um, like I told them in the beginning of the episode, you know, you just have a powerful story, you know, that you share online. And it's just like, like she said, like, to just be able to share and just reach some people. Like, she reached me and I've never even been affected. But I remember her posting, you know, about the steps mm-hmm. that you were taking and everything that went on. So, mm-hmm. take it away. And um, so it goes back to what you were saying about the children. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's why I never told. I didn't come out about my story until I was in my 20s Mm -hmm. after I had my two kids already. And I'm kind of glad that it worked out that way because I still wanted to have like a normal childhood. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have a a normal teenage life. So my topic Monday was forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So I had to forgive him for myself so that I could have that, um, you know, that that teenage life. So I was molested um, like around nine, 10 years old, and it was by my uncle. It was by my mother's brother. And nine times out of 10, your molester is family or someone immediate to the family, like a babysitter or something like that. Someone that they trust, you know, which is crazy because the ones that you trust the most take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. Right, absolutely. So um, it was going on for years. It wasn't just like one time and, you know, it was years because, you know, at 80s, you know, we were the crack babies Mm -hmm. back then, you know, so crack was real you know new and um, popular so my mother was on drugs and you know she was doing her thing so she felt like she could trust my uncle because they're from Baltimore but we were in Pennsylvania mm. so she had the Pottstown Pottstown yeah. hey <laughs> fans from there so um yeah so you know she trusted him and she it just was happening and as I got older, we kind of talked about it, but I just feel like she probably knew, but she didn't really inquire about it because no matter what was going on, I still was safe with her brother. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was still, you know, in the house, she knew where I was at and things like that. But um, it went on for a year, like two years, and I just forgot about it. I forgave him. I forgot about it. I put it behind me, and it was like, it was deep. It wasn't just like touching. It was actually intercourse. Oh, you what, said what age? This was like nine, ten years old. Mm. He's a, and it's, He's a grown man. He's a grown man. And mind you, I was in foster care from like two to eight. So when my mother got me back, this is when I was being molested. So my life was just all in shambles mm-hmm. from like two, three because, you know, my mother was on drugs. Right. I was with my stepfather. He had to go to work. Mm-hmm. So he left me at the, the, the fire department. I really didn't know that was a real thing that mm-hmm. they can drop. You can drop kids off to the fire hospital. Dis- yes. For like church. 24 or 48 hours yes. or something like yeah, that. Really? Yeah. And if they don't come get you, then they then yeah, I didn't know that. Wow. Like, yeah. I didn't know that either. So, um, so that's what happened. And then when she got and like I said, shout out to my mom. Like, I I don't hold no grudge. I forgave her too. Mm-hmm. Okay. She did what she had to do to get me back. She yeah, she could have left me in the system, point yeah. blank, period. Right. Um, but she did what she had to do. Kept her visitations and everything like that. Got clean for the time being. Got me back. Okay. And then that's what happened with my uncle. Um, so. Do you, you have any questions you want to ask me about that before I move on? Oh, no, you keep No, going. go ahead. So, through the grace of God, like, I never thought that I would get any type of, you know, um, 
the what's the process of like going to court and things like yeah, that justice, like yeah. a justice, justice right mm-hmm. so i never thought i was gonna get justice i just forgave him because i grew up in church myself like mm-hmm. i was always on punishment so my outlet was church so i was in church mm-hmm. like monday through sunday like mm-hmm. literally right. okay. so that's where i learned about forgiveness and things like that so um he was still doing it he was in and out of his jail so what happened was he had did it to his granddaughter mm-hmm. 13 mm-hmm. years old and, you know, Pennsylvania doesn't have no statute of limitation. So when they found out that he did it to her, they came and got my ass in Baltimore. They was mm-hmm. like, I heard it happened to you. We coming down there. They mm-hmm. came down there. And that's why, like, if don't nobody believe in God, like, it may be hard. It may be rough. But there's a God. Yes, yes. It's a God. Yeah. Right. Um, so they came down. Um, they got my story. And uh, what happened? So, you know, that stuff takes time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like one or two years before anything moved o- moved on. So when the detective had called me, like, hey, I'm coming down with the defense attorney. We want to get your statement again. And um, they got my statement and everything like that. And then, like, maybe three to four months, we was in trial. Mm-hmm. So we went to trial. The trial was crazy. The tr- I'm not even gonna lie. This he's a sick. Do y'all cuss on here? Yeah. yeah. He's a sick motherfucker. <laughs> Absolutely. He's a sick. Like he he um did so. I heard he did like sociology for like children oh, in God. school. So, so he, he stu- yeah. So he studied how to manipulate exactly. When children. I tell you this motherfucker was crazy, he represented himself mm. during the trial. That's crazy all of itself. Like, that's a fucking movie right there. It's a that's I got a book for it. I got everything. Like so, he and then learning this because I had a good defense attorney. I had a good defense team, and he told me he was like he didn't understand why he let his last two um, public defenders go because they were really 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 good. Okay. But I'm like you know what I put two and two together because I'm kind of intelligent. I said he was getting all the material from mm-hmm. them defense from them public defenders mm-hmm. and what he knew. And like I said, it took about three years to get to the actual trial. So all that time with four different public defenders, his smartness, mm-hmm. reading up on it. He thought he could intimidate me mm. by representing himself. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm a strong motherfucker. That's you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I pray about everything. So went to um, trial. He was representing himself. He was sounding like a fool. Um, it was a three-day trial. And then on the last day, they had did the um, final statements or whatever. So my def- my defense attorney went first. Let me tell you how this motherfucker tried to pass out. No, <laughs> Yo, I'm not playing. His- no, stop playing. He right. passed out. So we were trying to figure out because we know it was. He was like that man, Derek Chauvin. He like Derek Chauvin's face. He that was about to pass out in there. So like we figured, okay, so he tried to come back and call it as a mistrial. That was his motive. That's what was his motive to pass out. Doing so it. that he can have a mistrial. So we can do it because he knew no, he was, was losing. Yeah, let me take one with you. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, so that happened. So, I'm glad the judge was on it. He was like, right. well, mm-hmm. this lady is missing work. Right. She got her kids at home. We're not we're not doing this no more. Like, we're not moving forward. Like, the only thing we have to do is hear your final statement, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like, the defense attorney did theirs. What's your final statement? Like, mm-hmm. that's it. Like, so he did whatever he he said, whatever he said, which was a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then everything came back. Um, they found him guilty. Mm-hmm. And they gave him 25 to 50 years in life. Ooh, so, right. of course, he's going to get the highest because every crime that is in the book he done did, rob, ki- you know, right. everything. killed somebody. Like, But it was like self-defense. So Because he's a slick motherfucker. So mm-hmm. he got out of that. Um, it just was a whole lot of stuff. 
So it was a de- it definitely was a difficult you know trial um, because when my defense when my defense team was down there they was like you know you're so strong and you know um, and I just told them like I'm kind of glad that I went through this because it made me who I am today mm-hmm. and if I didn't go through that I don't know where I would be I don't know how strong I would be. I wouldn't have a purpose. I wouldn't right. have this passion to help someone because this is really not normalized in our in our community. Mm-hmm. Like, not at all. And the stuff that happened to me is stuff that happened to him, happened mm-hmm. to my mom, happened to her mom, happened to her mom. Generation. So like every generational, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like everybody keeps pushing it under the rug. When are we going to talk about this? Right. Like, so so real quick, how did it affect the family? Like when when this all came out. Listen. I got to be an open book about this, and I don't care who it hurts, because when I put my story on there about my uncle, I did have some family members like, why you put it on Facebook? But what do you mean? Like, what about how I feel, you know? But to be honest, like, my mother, when my mother found out, she told my grandmother, Mm. and my grandmother was like, she was kind of sick. So she was like, I don't really want to deal with this. Can you just wait till I'm gone to deal Mm. with this and stuff like that? But... I'm a realistic, so, and I'm glad that I have the spirit and the strength that I do because I look, I analyze it from my perspective and then from other people's perspective. Mm -hmm. That's his mother, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So that's still, even though I'm her granddaughter, that was her son first. Mm -hmm. So you have to think about how hard it is. That relationship to accept it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To be like, oh, well, you know, that's my son, that's my granddaughter. But that was his mother first. Mm -hmm. So she's going to protect him Mm -hmm. by all means necessary at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Just like I will with mine. But going through this, I learned that I will knock my motherfucking son's head off. When the police show up, Mm -hmm. they're going to come get me because I'm not playing that shit. We're going to deal with it. We're going to talk about Mm -hmm. it. And the the no's and the, the yeses and things like that. So. In a nutshell, like it was really still swept under the rug even when it came out. Mm-hmm. So crazy. that's why I'm glad that the the um, defense team, you know, it happened and they came to me and it got out. Mm. Right. And yeah. My whole thing is that, like, like you said, when 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 do we stop normalizing this shit? Like, when do we stop normalizing this? And I don't think that. I feel like it's like it's been taught to us. It's innate to like sweeping under the rug because it holds so many people accountable that nobody wants to accept that responsibility. That I, I know. I feel like mothers, especially back in the day, mothers, Mm -hmm. you know what your child is capable of. You Mm -hmm. can't tell me that you don't. My mom knew what the fuck I was capable Mm -hmm. of. Just like she called Mm -hmm. out I was gay, she knew what the fuck Mm -hmm. it was. And so it's just like if you got little Chester running around this bitch and you heard it or saw or thought that he might be touching someone. That's your responsibility to get Lord Chester some help. But instead, we choose to turn a blind eye to it. And then now Chester to touch your child, Chester to touch the neighbor's child and everybody else. I think else. it depends on the parent. It, it, and it, and it mm-hmm. do depend on the parent. But at the same time, it starts probably because the mom was probably touched. Mm-hmm. And then and then so so forth and so mm-hmm. on and keep on going back. And it's just like, this is One the generation to where so we got to break these generational yes. curses mm-hmm. and, and, and stop this generational trauma because... The bag can only get but so big and so heavy mm-hmm. before that motherfucker explodes. Mm-hmm. And then now we're dealing with it in our adult relationships. Mm-hmm. And yes. we're wondering why everybody's so fucked up on this date and scene. We're wondering true. why nobody can have real trust in relationships or can be really transparent because people are holding on to so much that they don't even, they hold on to so much hurt that they don't even know where the fuck, where it started at. Mm-hmm. It started two, three generations back exactly. and you just carrying it on and along and along and along. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, at some point in time, 
when I don't want my stuff to go into my child. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's how I feel. Same. Like, I feel like my mother was the oldest out mm-hmm. of four children. And then it was my aunt. And then it was him. And then it was mm-hmm. my another. So you're not going to tell me right. mm-hmm. that you ain't touched one of them, your oh, sisters, yes. when y'all was little. So yes. that goes back to what you're saying. You you know. You yes. see the signs. You see mm-hmm. yes. something that, that transpired mm-hmm. that you be like, oh, okay. And so I'm not, not right. It's yeah. not normal. And then yeah. not only that, like, when, we, when it did come out, I heard... Through the grapevine that my grandmother was telling my uncle as a grown ass man, no means no. You don't gotta tell no grown yes, ass you men. Do. Yes, you do. I mean, you do, but yes, why? Do. But why do you? Because tell they them? don't know. Because and they didn't did something they, they didn't handle business. Exactly. Over. That's why. But I also feel like, um, and I feel like once you have children or a child, and you've been through like some type of sexual trauma, like you really just want to talk to your child as soon as they can understand. Yeah. And I felt like um, myself, when my son was born, I was like, the first thing I'm going to, like, when he began to understand, the first thing I'm going to tell him is, like, if some, if you're touching someone, you need to have consent. Like, do not make, yeah. you have to have boundaries. That was one of his first words. He was, like, in pre-K, talking about boundaries. And they like, where did this come from? Because I need to teach him early mm-hmm. so that when he becomes an adult, mm-hmm. I don't have to talk to him and say, and say no means no. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now we have to talk to children, not even just our own, other children. Yeah. And you I know? feel like that's one thing that my parents instilled in me. Let me know. They was like, if somebody touch you here, somebody touch you yes. there. And they had like one situation I had with this neighborhood guy. He was always weird. Their whole fucking family was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, um, we went to, if you're from Baltimore, Tyrone's Chicken on Ooh, North Avenue. Yes. Yeah. And so mm. <laughs> my father had like left me and him in the car. And I probably was like at least like eight or nine then myself. Mm-hmm. And he kept like trying to tickle me and everybody know I hate being tickled Girl, and like kept tickling me, like tickling me between my leg a little bit, but like on my thigh. And it was just like, Ho bruh. Yeah. And then ho. Don't do so that. when I got back home, like I told my mom and them, like, I ain't see this nigga no more. I mean, I'm thirty one now, I ain't seen this nigga ever again. Because they handled it. Because they handled it, Absolutely. but it's just like that's just what was instilled in me to mm-hmm. be like, I'm a snitch. I'm telling. Like, Absolutely. anybody touching this. But that's very important because not mm-hmm. only do we have to talk to our children mm-hmm. about the the do's and the don'ts mm-hmm. and consent, mm-hmm. but we have to make them secure enough to have someone to talk to mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I held mm-hmm. on for it for so long. I didn't have nobody to talk to about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was in church. Even though I was in church, mm-hmm. like, I did, wasn't comfortable. I didn't want them to look at me different. Mm-hmm. That's what I was about to say real quick. Is, mm-hmm. Do you feel like, and that's one thing, is like a lot of time these things happen while in church so it's just like the church is in a safe space they don't really and, have that support yeah that and, and so my whole thing is that is it, I'm, I'm very much so a christian believer i'm real spiritual but at the same time i feel like the church comes with so so much like being condemned mm-hmm. and, and condemning people in judgment that you don't feel comfortable to mm-hmm. go to someone in the church and then also for some people it's just like I'm in a church, but why would God allow for this to happen? That's where I'm at in my life. Like, I'm very spiritual, too, but I'm still figuring it out because I feel like if there's a God and we're praying, why is this still stuff still happening? Right. Like, you can stop this at any time. Right. You know what I mean? Just like all of this, you know, the police killing us and things like that. Like, I know we've been praying for this shit since Dr. Oh, Martin Luther King. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I, that's, I, so yeah. I'm in the same place as you yeah. is. 
And I didn't tell no one in the church because I felt like it was going to get back to my mother. Mm-hmm. And my mother was kind of strict. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, is she going to believe me? Am I mm-hmm. going to get in trouble? So like, it was just more easier for me to forgive him, forget about it, put it in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. and to move forward. Like, and you don't think that's heavy for a child? It is. It's because definitely. I, you know, that's I think why I'm crazy it. as shit now. And it's not up. No. I'm not gonna lie. But and you, I see do a therapist. You, but do you bl- but do you blame yourself? No, because not at all. think about. Think about your mindset at seven, between seven and nine. Mm-hmm. Not fully you developed. Ever seen, it's not no fully, They do crazy. When you look at a seven-year-old, I look at my son sometimes like, why are you doing this? <laughs> right. Like, why are you doing this? Like, they just do crazy stuff. So think about holding on to that trauma and holding on it for years. Mm-hmm. And then finally, as an adult saying something and people be like, oh, you crazy. Because I done held on to this hurt mm-hmm. right. because that's what it is for mm-hmm. such a long time that honestly, I really haven't figured out how to deal with it yeah. because I didn't deal with yeah. it. You and know what I mean? It affects your sex drive. It, like I don't, I'm still trying to figure out why my sex drive is as crazy as it is being mm-hmm. as, like, I don't just, I'm not out there fucking. Oh no, I get it. Yeah. Here. But I just like, for some reason, I'm starting to see that a lot of people that have been sexually assaulted. Like, their sex drive is more than just the average person that has not been. So, it's something that triggers that. I don't know what it is, but I'm figuring it out. It is. But that's why my subject on Monday was forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Because forgiveness helps a lot. Like, forgiveness doesn't mean that it excuses the behavior Mm -hmm. and it's okay. But Mm -hmm. it does. Forgiveness is for us. Mm -hmm. It makes us go on. It it allows us to have that that space in our heart to receive Mm -hmm. the good things, the positive things in life. So that's why I am grateful that I did grow up in church because I was able to forgive him and Mm -hmm. let it go. But I never expected the closure that I got. So the closure that I got, like, I even wrote, like, a three-page letter. Because mm-hmm. they was like, you can write a letter and mm-hmm. you can say it. And I just, you know, explained to him how he's a monster. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that he will never, because of me, mm-hmm. he will mm-hmm. never be able to hurt yeah. anybody else in our family or anybody else, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he still denies it and things like that. Um, but it's okay because what's done in the dark is going to come in the light. You've been doing that shit for like 20, That's 30 years. But, but the thing is that like, could, could you really, speaking of like him on his behalf, it's just like, can you really accept that shit? Like, can you really, can sometimes when you so deep into your traumas and, and in your, in your, your shit, you can't accept the, the stuff that comes from it. You can't accept all of the consequences that come from you having those traumas. So it's just like he probably not even aware, honestly, of just how fucked up he really is because that's how he has normalized exactly. him being touched. Right. And it's just like, just to speak to your point about like, we don't realize how, it's like a magnet effect. When a magnet, everything attracts to that magnet, right? right. So say if you did get sexually assaulted, everything that has gone wrong in your life, you probably attach it to, it's because I was sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. It's because this happened. It's because that happened, right? <clears throat> not speaking just to you, but mm-hmm. just this is how I feel like we process shit. Mm-hmm. It's like when a trauma happens, anything that happens bad in life, you say it's because of that. Because of that. Um, but then it's just like now that you're healing from the trauma, that specific trauma, you still got to figure out how those webs that you attach to that trauma. And that's the work that we don't know how to do is to take and to break those webs, mm-hmm. those cobwebs from that one specific Get to trauma. the root of it. Yeah, right. I, I yeah. deal with my kid all the time. My child will always say, you know, um, I go through stuff because my parents did, because my parents did. So what? Mm-hmm. They, they've died. They, they're resting in peace. Mm-hmm. 
we got to deal with the grief of it. Mm-hmm. But you can't attribute mm-hmm. mommy and daddy being gone to you not being responsible, responsible adult. No mm-hmm. ma'am, I'm yeah, not teaching that's you That's an that. excuse. Yeah. And that's how, an and excuse. I'm glad that you said that because I don't think like that. Like, I, like it happened. It's in the past. Right. I forgave them. I'm glad I got the closure that I got because it did help a lot. But at the same time, I mean, some things do trigger, like, trust. Like, trust mm-hmm. in men. Like, I don't trust nobody around my kids. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, I mean, in a sense it does, but for me, it's like, it happened, you know, like you said, it's something that he normalized, but I'm just glad that I was able to put it out in the world for other people to see, like, when it came out, like, it was in a Pennsylvania newspaper and things like that, and they were like, oh my God, not L.O., he, you know, I'm shocked, this, that, and the third, but on the outside looking in, you never know what's going on, but because we're family, and it seems like he was doing it to family, because Mm -hmm. not only did he do it to me, um, I think I was the only one. He, well, me and the thirteen-year-old granddaughter was the only one he actually um, did intercourse with. But he touched his other daughter. He touched our other cousin, and was crazy. And yo, it's so crazy because, mind you, I'm not from here, but I've always been in and out of Baltimore my whole life because all my family is from right. here. So growing up, my um, aunt used to live in Edgecombe Circle. That's up Park mm-hmm. Heights. So my cousin, she's um, like two or three years older than me. She used to always like be like when he would come down, she would like, I don't want to be around him. And she's extra. So she's like really extra. So she'd be like, I don't want to be around him because he touched me. And it doesn't matter who's there. She just like, I don't trust him. That's how that's that. Like that's her. That's how right. she deals with that pain. But right. even though she was that way, I, I, that's probably another reason why I never came out because they didn't really believe her. Mm-hmm. They didn't take heed to it. So I'm like, what if I come out and then they looking at me like I'm crazy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then another reason why I'm glad that I waited, and I don't encourage anybody to wait. To wait. No. Whoever's listening, yeah. just because it worked out like no. this for me, I don't yeah. encourage anybody Thank you to for saying wait. That. Yes. And that's another reason why I'm a life coach. I'm a mm-hmm. spiritual hood life coach, and I'm going to start getting like a, um, an adolescence group together because I feel like that's where you got to start with, with the children. Yes. If you support that group, if you create that group and support system to where they feel comfortable yes. enough to come and tell yes. you about it, then you can kind of work on their characteristics mm-hmm. their personality to cope and it's cope my life coaching is cope through what you cope to capture mm-hmm. so it's cope through what you cope what you've been through to capture where you're going wow. so you have to cope through it first yeah. to capture where you're going or yeah. your life is going to be in shambles so I definitely don't encourage anybody to wait but I feel like the only reason why I worked out in my favor is because my 13 year old little cousin who was supposed to testify she backed out at the end of the, at the end at the time of the trial. So now here you got a thirty something year old woman right. coming out. So to the jury, and this is what my defense team is telling me, Shamir, you gotta you know be on your shit because to the jury, and you know and shit like that, you can't bring that person up. You mm-hmm. can't bring what happened up to yeah. them. It's all about you yeah. and what's yeah. going on. So it looks like after 20 years, I'm just coming out of nowhere with this right. bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. Why now? And that's mm-hmm. what the jury be wanting to know. Well, why now after 20 years? Why you ain't been tell somebody? Right. Why you ain't, you know, did something happen somewhere as though he, you know, you want to tell your story now? So it was kind of like eerie about like them believing me or not. But like I said, at the end of the day, I ain't have shit to lie about. I trusted in God. Mm-hmm. It had to work out in my favor because why now after 20 years? Did this come up? Yeah, this opportunity come. Yeah. So, so what have you seen like other than like having a high sex drive in your adult relationships? Like, what? How have you been impacted? I so I'm a good woman, and it. I'm still figuring out. You know, I'm still putting two and two together because like sometimes I'd be like, okay, I say I forgave him. But I didn't get the closure. So mm-hmm. when I got the closure, I told him in my letter, like, I forgive you. You know what I mean? Because right. I have to be the bigger person. You know what right. I mean? Because I'm taking my power back. So I have a question. Sure. Is it is it okay to not forgive a person who I feel created like, that 
See, traumatic it, experience. So it's to each his own. Okay. Because me, I feel like forgiveness is for yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't forgive that person, you're going to harbor that hurt and that them toxic emotions and mm-hmm. feelings for the rest of your life. And you have to let that shit go. It happened. Mm-hmm. It's in the past. Just like a, a like a bad relationship, mm-hmm. like yeah. a, a car accident. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. got a brand new Mercedes today. You got hit tomorrow. You got to let that shit go. Because yeah. if you harbor over that, God's not going to, you're not going to have the room and the space in your mm-hmm. life to receive what's coming. Everything mm-hmm. happens for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And I just, like I said, like, I'm not ecstatic that it happened, but mm-hmm. I'm glad God chose me in this journey because I want to help somebody. Mm-hmm. I, I have a daughter that's about to be 17. I got mm-hmm. two boys yeah. that I'm raising. So I just want to, I want to be here to be able to have this story to help someone else. And, and I was about that. Go ahead. As, you know, do you have a daughter? Yes, I do. I have a daughter. <laughs> she just turned four. <laughs> That's it. And I was so I know I, I no, was they, I oh. was so 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 excited to have a girl, mm-hmm. but also nervous to have a girl because yeah. it's just like yeah. here we go, mm-hmm. and she a little thick thick, and mm-hmm. it's just like oh my gosh, I'm not looking forward to mm-hmm. that. But it does make me extra protective. Yeah. And it, like one thing that you know we were dealing with a couple months ago was she's discovering her body, and mm-hmm. this that's normal. And yes. it's you know we we don't yeah. make her feel like she's doing anything wrong, yes. but it's kind of like. Oh God, she's feeling herself. So it's kind of like we had a conversation. Like you don't do this outside of the house. Yes, you just okay. It, it's just and here. It's, it's and sometimes she's just laying down watching TV, and her hands just going her pants. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, it feels good she to us. So I can't be mad at her. It's mm-hmm. just about having the conversation about time and place. Yes, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's your body. But yeah. it's still, and you I want just, her to be comfortable with herself at yeah, the same time. Yes. But like you said, you still want her to be aware of what's going on on the outside because mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like us as an African American community, we're built. As right. children, mm. oh, yeah. Yeah. we're built as children, so you definitely want her to be comfortable in her yes. own skin, but at the same time, like be aware on the outside. But it is scary to have girls; like right. it really is. I think it's just scary to have children. Period. Yeah, it is cause your because your boys can be touched. Boys too. can be touched as well, and yeah. I feel like um, uh, molesters don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care because one, they're molesting children, so that already is a problem. You mm-hmm. get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think having children. Um, you just got to protect them as much as possible and talk to them as much as possible. And like I said before, like I talked to my son and he was the type of person like, you know, like I breastfed. So he was used to breast. Yeah. So like when he see a woman who got thighs and butt, he like, mm-hmm. okay, he all, you know, I'm like, no, we got to have boundaries. And so but I want to say this really that. quick because like I said, like some of the things that I go through are really embarrassing, mm-hmm. but I'm learning to because I'm gonna have to be the front the front face of certain things mm-hmm. yeah. so that happened with my son mm-hmm. he actually touched my sister's titties we were taking a nap mm-hmm. and he came into the room and he mm-hmm. touched her breast mm-hmm. and of course it's embarrassing and yeah, you don't tell anybody that but that goes back to the mother knew mm-hmm. you knew it was a sign your son did something mm-hmm. your daughter yep. did something mm-hmm. Being gay, even being gay, yeah. you know, just by the way you dress, the way you talk, whatever, the, the company right. that you keep, mm-hmm. is something that your child does. If you're a good mother mm-hmm. or a good parent yep. and, and you, you pay, pay attention, attention to your, to your child, yeah. you know. Yes. So I really didn't want to say that, but I feel like, like I said, I pray about everything before I go into things. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. feel like 
I don't know who's on my live, who's on your live, who's listening, right. but you may have someone out there that is experiencing that from a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be mindful. I talk to them about it. I let them know I will mm-hmm. knock your motherfucking head off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's crazy no, she that... Don't play with the kids. I've been around them before. I don't... I don't, I don't, I don't and my I kids know. are, like, really respectful. They are. Like, no, I don't have really good kids. No, kids. she Thank don't. You. And cuties, she and don't. And I appreciate it. So, like, but it's but you have to have those difficult conversations you do. with them. Because and it's going to feel like I don't want them to be a product of our children. Generation. Yes. I want yes. to raise, I'm not just raising sons, I'm raising somebody's husband and I'm raising somebody's father. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? So it's deeper than just that. Yes. And it's about respect too because, like, no shade, but you got a lot of bitches out here to get that shit away for free. So right. why you gotta touch somebody? somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, like, the thing with challenges and stuff yeah, like that, but nah. no, with that, that's different. It's no, t- it's no yeah. challenge. Like, yeah. so to, to bring back two points that you said, I feel like how when we say we question God or whatever about like why things happen, I feel like it has to be like we call for a purpose in life and it's just like you know, ain't nothing easy ever given to you and it's just like you gotta think about the stories in the books of the Bible, it's just like those are some of the hardest challenges that those people face. Mm-hmm. But God did what he needed to do mm-hmm. and they served that purpose and now they were a testimony to use that we now reflect back on years later, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I feel like even with, I lost three parents and it's just like, you know, that's the biggest trauma for me. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I use that shit to my advantage But when I connect with these kids. Yeah. And I know that everybody know I love the kids. Like, mm-hmm. Pat love the kids, you know? <laughs> so it's just like, I know that, you know, I connect. I show you my cash app right now, like... Then one just hit me up. I just told you, like, mm-hmm. his parents passed on, like, a, a year apart from each other. And mm-hmm. it's and it's just, like, we just connect. And so I use that. Like, that shit hurt me. That's my trauma. But at the same time, that's also, yeah, it it, it's, it's my strength. It's mm-hmm. my tool belt. And, and for, for whatever purpose I serve on this, per- on, on this earth. So it's just, like, I don't look at it as bad. I don't really be down too much about my parents leaving. Because, obviously, that was what was the sacrifice yes. in order for me to be able to, to be live successful. out my purpose. Yeah, so course. it's just, like... It's, it's dope the way things work out. So when people always question, my daughter always question things, I tell you, you got to tap into why that why that may have happened mm-hmm. and really see, you know, what can you, what can prosper from that. Mm-hmm. So you may have experienced that, but understanding, like, this is a part of your work. It's just that mm-hmm. it just wasn't easy. It was no silver spoon in your yeah, mouth to get that, that, you know. Yeah. God needed you to go through that. Yeah. He, he chose you to go through that because he knew only you could be strong enough to come out of that. And then do his work. So mm-hmm. it's just like those are the that's the type of mindset that I have to have every day to live on this earth without anybody. I don't mm-hmm. have a lot of family. Like right. I don't have you know everybody. Even next you know two weeks from now, I walk across the stage. I'm like I get one ticket. I'm like who the fuck can what I invite? Can I and it's just like you know everybody always be like, are you alright? Are you alright? Are you alright? You, right? you gonna cry? I be like I'm not gonna cry. I'm like but you you'll never be able to yeah. look at you and tell either. That's how yeah. I am. Like people look at you like you're always happy. You're yep. always smiling. And I'm a friendly person I love meeting new people yeah. and you would never know like looking at you or just being around you and that's another reason why I feel like sometimes we're chosen because we mm-hmm. have that personality that people gravitate to yeah. and you know you got to use that to your advantage too yeah, exactly. and I'm just glad that and I needed to hear that as well because girl I ain't gonna lie I be like look I don't want this um this purpose yeah. like why me you know <laughs> so I'm like this sometimes it can be heavy yeah, yeah. that sometimes it's, it's very always heavy, heavy. It's just, I'm Superman. That's what I tell you all the time. Like, can I take this? When I'm gonna take this cake off? Because people don't understand. Like, I swear. Like, even today, I I swear I can show you on my phone. Like, just writing in my phone. Like, somebody was asking me something. I'm telling them like I got X, Y, and Z. I got this, is that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Do and I be just like. Yo, the cape is real. Like, the cape is heavy. Like, I'm the youngest matriarch. I feel like I know. So it's just like, I got somebody calling me for this, somebody calling me for that. But it's just like, 
if if I'm called and this is my purpose, then God obviously gave me the strength and the ability exactly. to be able to, to wear this that. cape. Yeah. And when the time comes, the cape will come off, and I can just be Patrice. But right. the time it does get heavy. It but you guys, you gotta think about it though. Like they call you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They know, and that makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah. you are their person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why I believe in altruism. I don't know if y'all know what that means, but altruism is like I live for a purpose of pleasing others in a me positive too. way. Yes, but like it pleases me to please other yes. people. So it's just like yes. I take it on, and it gets on my damn nerves, especially them friends of mine. You motherfuckers, <laughs> have, y'all know y'all get on my goddamn nerves with all of these functions that we have. But at the same time, it's just like I wouldn't have a life without them because yeah. they do make me happy, and it's just like I serve on my purpose mm-hmm. and even with this this platform right here like I feel like out of all the episodes that we've had so far I feel like this was the one that I really wanted to have and we pushed it back a couple times but I feel like it worked out because y'all it was the perfect people that came on here mm-hmm. but I feel like I needed to have this episode just to show you know how in depth we can go with mm-hmm. this platform because we need to use these to talk to and use this platform to talk to any and everybody yes. to reach because yes. it's, it's it's so many more Shamirs out here, yes, so many is. more Javettes out here mm-hmm. who don't even know it yet, who don't even know that there is a, a, a end to this, there mm-hmm. is another side to this. You know, it's just not the hurt or the trauma. You can heal from it. You can have a mm-hmm. life without that trauma mm-hmm. because the trauma doesn't necessarily define who you are. You may be strengthened by it, yeah. but at the same time, it's not its not who you are. Right? And I feel like we should just put more, like, what we wish we could have done back then and to, to the children, you know, to the people now. Right. Because now, if you think about it, like, this generation is completely different from when we were younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now they're all about mental health. They're all about mm-hmm. talking yeah. about everything. So this is the perfect time to educate mm-hmm. them and say, look. If this happens, this is what, you know, this is, I feel like this is what you should do so that you won't have to hold on to that yeah, trauma as an adult. As an adult. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's heavy. And I'm, yeah. and I'm going to say that, um, I appreciate you doing this because like when you invited me on here, I do my research, I kind of research and your platform is for like the dominant, like, yeah. Um, bisexual gay scene mm-hmm. and I feel like it's really important to do this with because my platform is just for like heterosexuals not all it's all yeah. platforms mm-hmm. but you know you're yeah. more on a dominant scene but it's very very important that you're doing this because you have a lot of people that are gay yep. because they've been molested it, by men that's what we talked about before we you said, came yeah, before on you yeah. said that so, that was the stigma that someone said to me somebody that touched you so you somebody turned touched gay. me so I turned gay and it's just like and I know that, I don't know if you want me to share that, but you've, you're you, that you've dealt with men and women. Yes, and it's I just have. like, you know, that's the stigma that goes with it is that if you've been, you, you obviously have been touched. That's why you ran to women mm-hmm. or, you know, back and forth. And it's just like, no, like we need to address that and we need to stop that stigma and stop that yes, stereotype because that's not the case. You know, we're a very fluid society mm-hmm. for women. If women yeah. are very fluid, but at the same time, you can't automatically assume that that person has been touched simply by a man that's why they're gay and it's right. just like it take away it's like to, it devalue, try, they, they try to devalue our sexuality and disrespect yeah. us because it's just like no why can't I just love love, love women because I know I, I love, love women. women it don't have nothing to do with me being touched I love ass pussy titty. I mean a woman's a beautiful <laughs> that's a what beautiful I'm saying thing. exactly you know yeah. you saw it has not right I love I, me a milky person I, I mean, was in Miami oh. this weekend I was just sitting there like I said God, I love me damn milky, milky, I said these motherfuckers women boy I said yeah. Yeah. you know we gonna go in trees don't take Heather nowhere it's cool and so let's talk about that it's cool you know, but so we're gonna talk about that off camera. But yes, I mean, I don't know y'all, but we really, I feel like if you, um, family, kid, like just 
communicate. communicate. Like, just create those it. spaces. Create those and make it a safe space. Yeah. Make it okay. Like you know, just you know, let me know if something happened. Talk. You can talk to me. Like yeah. you know, and we'll find a way to to take care of this because a lot of a lot of children don't say anything because they don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Mm-hmm. They don't have a support system. So you just really you just got to talk to your own children. Especially your own children, right? Because you know now. But sometimes I'm I'm starting to see that people are more comfortable with talking to other people besides their parents, parents. and that's what like I'm a life coach for adults, but I also want to do an adolescence group. Like I said, that's where it starts at, and I want to be able to give these, and it's not just little girls, it's little boys too. Um, just the opportunity to be like, you know, I I can talk to you, but I don't want you to tell my mother. Well, even if I don't tell your mother, we still can do the coping mechanisms to get you to be a healthy adult and yes. healthy relationships yes. because like going back to what you said like how people adapt to you because of you losing your parents like mm-hmm. after I came out with my story you don't know how many people inbox me yeah. like oh my god I'm so proud of you I've been touched I never told anybody exactly. I want can you help me locate somebody in Philadelphia to yeah. talk to I'm not going to lie, and I don't know who's watching or whatever. I don't even care because I ain't seen no names. But I had went to Deep Creek recently. I was talking to a guy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I told him my story. And he, I was the first person. He's my age, 35 years old. He said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, like, I was touched, too. He said, mm-hmm. you're the only he person never told I anybody. ever told. Yeah. Because they feel That's like deep. it can't Yo, happen I, I really, to men. I recently, mm-hmm. last, last summer, just found out that like somebody that I call my, one of my bros um, was touched. And it's mm-hmm. just like... him and his brother was touched and it's just like by a family member and now it's just like I'm like sitting there like I'm calculating this this is the the therapist this is a social worker I'm like okay so that's why the fuck y'all fucked up no seriously I'm taking notes I'm just taking notes like it makes sense X and then Y yes okay so that's why we fucked up in this family and why they do the things that they do because men surprisingly they get touched just as much as women, yes. but, you but, know. But it's 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 look at R. Kelly, yeah, I, I, exactly. But you know His that it go it goes with it goes with oh well you lost your virginity early so yeah so you ahead of the game no. and it's just like it's more of a stroke of the ego or people try to make it people try to it's just so much different for guys and it I did want to bring that up on here it's just like I can't speak about it because I'm not a guy for right. one and for two it's just like you know I wish we'd have had someone that was comfortable enough to come on here but. It's just that, like, we have to stop normalizing this shit. Like, that's just all to it. Like, we got to stop normalizing it and create safe spaces and conversations to where as though our children feel comfortable enough to come to it. But also, my thing is that, like I said, as an educator, once that child comes in my room and report, then I I know that all the stuff they have to go through. My thing is that it's the follow-up afterwards that means so much. Because we don't have enough resources or we're not aware of enough resources in our community for our children, especially when it comes to therapy. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of us black and brown sisters mm-hmm. who can talk to our students or our children. It's more so a lot of, um, you know, I hate to say it, the Europeans, a lot of Caucasian oh, yeah, women or Caucasian therapists. And it's just like you can't resonate with me and my story because you're, you're, not. you're not black, but at the same time, you you might not have went through what I went through. Bingo. So it's just like, Bingo. you don't understand that the shit been swept under the rug for years because sometimes, I'm not going to say all the time, in their community, when they hear something happens, something happens like that, they go run and they go tell because mommy and daddy going to stand behind me. Mm-hmm. But in our community, sometimes mommy and daddy can't, um, can't can't accept that because that's my brother who house you living in. Exactly. Or so sometimes mentally, you take my kids at work. Or, or, or my nigga, yeah. or, or, or it's... 
it's, it's stepdaddy didn't attach me, but stepdaddy paying all the bills in here. Mm-hmm. So if I tell if if I go to mommy and tell tell mommy that stepdaddy is touching me, that means we ain't got a place to live. We ain't got that no means food. mommy ain't got we no job. Who can play? So it's just like so much more that goes into the people that you report to and the resources mm-hmm. and the therapists and the counselors that help us out after we report. That I think that that's something that we have to start to make sure that we have in our community. Mm-hmm. That's why I will always serve my purpose as much as it gets on time. my fucking nerves. Yes. <laughs> You know, I will always serve on my purpose to be a listening ear to our kids mm-hmm. and figure out a way to help them, you know? With and even kids. with even with the people that, like, it always goes back to, like, the people that, I, you know, I'm dating or have dated because I feel like that's where I'm starting to learn about adult trauma. It is real. That, that has, you know, transitioned yes. from childhood trauma. And it's just like, yo, I can't be the woman that I am today to, to, to sit here and be with someone knowing they have traumas. And that's why we argue and fight every day mm-hmm. and not say, listen... Yo, you gotta go get you some help, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And that's why and it's important okay. for that's people okay. who look like us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I yeah. love this platform again because yeah. it's, it's it's so I've, I've gotten a lot of feedback from people, and they're like, "I've learned so much. Yeah. I had no idea." Mm-hmm. Somebody else is like, "Y'all just girls, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. just because we look and, like this." And you I know? feel like our society <laughs> is worried about the wrong shit. Period. Yeah. Like you're yeah. worried about what the next person is going to say to you or judge you when you need to come up and say why you're fucked up the way you are because mm-hmm. you was touched as a child mm-hmm. and yep. we need you to get therapy so we can so you can be the man that we need you to be exactly. and not make you feel like something's wrong yeah. exactly. because you not. said something. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, he's oh he's yeah. gay. No, and just no. He's a victim. He got touched inappropriately. And just like I said, I, I came I came out with my story and I had a lot of people, strangers and people that I knew that told me. So what do you think as a man? Yeah. Because you're supposed to be the sole provider of, you know, our culture. What do you think you're going to do? What's going to happen if you come forward? You don't right. think other motherfuckers right. is going to come out to? Yeah. It might take a little minute, but I feel like, they we gotta, like, like you said, we got to find those people. Right. And I feel like nothing is done on accident. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what this is for, but I feel like it's this is help. bigger than just today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're a social worker. You got your situations with your children. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we don't have the resources to you know give the kids that their needs yeah. and like i said i'm trying to do like a group with kids i don't yeah. care where it's at what district mm-hmm. what county the city whatever like we're not gonna be able to help everybody but if we get people if we you know they say it's harder to get on a bandwagon when you're doing right it's like people mm-hmm. want to jump on the negative mm-hmm. shit yeah. like quick all shit. the time but when it's positive it takes a little bit longer but yeah. i really feel like for some reason i really feel in my heart this year 2021 and moving forward because we're waking up that's mm-hmm. what it is we're waking yeah. up we're coming and we're communicating people like you and i us we're normalizing a lot of things so and when we're born to be those leaders Mm -hmm. and people look up to us even though we don't want it they're Mm -hmm. like okay well we want you know get my child some help Mm -hmm. even if she ain't been through this i'm still gonna put her in this because you never know i talk to my little babies all the time they're four years old and i talk i'd be like you don't do that that's inappropriate you know i I feel like um i did i'm 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 gonna say something but we about to jump off of here but i feel like um this this character uh, Kevin Samuels, right? Mm. I know y'all been hearing about him lately. I feel like that 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 he right now in this society. I'm glad that he is being the asshole that he's being, and he's speaking on what he's speaking on, and some stuff adds, some stuff is 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 it's real, and well, some stuff he? isn't. He's like this um guy. I heard that he had like a YouTube channel um prior to now, prior to this year, and he used to talk about men and all of this other stuff, and like dating and all of that. 
And then now he wasn't really getting the buzz that he wanted. And then so now he's chosen to, I'm going to say, attack women. Because yeah. it's, it is really like he really is attacking women. He said women. you got to have a, a scale. Yeah, he, he degrades he, women. He, he talks about, he really degrades women. He degrades and, them. And he, and he said Kevin, Kevin Samuels. Samuels. And, he, and for those men who really who agree with him on a lot about. of things that he says, what? it's like the thing is that why I say that and I brought this up at the end is because he is he, he's creating his little platform and he's getting his little shine right now by all of these motherfuckers who fucked up in life or all of the men who's fucked up in life but at the same time he's bringing so much awareness to the fact that women are the most unprotected species mm. because if you can de- degrade a woman mm-hmm. just to get you some ratings and some motherfucking coins mm-hmm. in your pocket mm-hmm. you speaking to each and every stereotype you speaking mm-hmm. to each and every point that has been made mm-hmm. that we are the most unprotected and that there is not a person or a man who will step up to you to tell you sir shut the fuck up mm-hmm. Because right is right and wrong is wrong. And you should never feel as though you can monopolize on another person mm-hmm. just because of their gender. And a black woman birthed and a, him. And a black woman birthed him. I've been you looking for him because I've seen yeah. a little clip. And I've been looking. I could not find his like Instagram or, yeah. or anything. So thank you for that. And, but and, yeah. and, and, and so it's just like I, I encourage everybody to just, just look at him once. Don't give him too much shine mm-hmm. because... The motherfucker ain't right for real because don't it's just follow like, him. Just you definitely degrade well, that women. Well, let me go and follow him. Let me just. <laughs> I'm gonna go with but that. But you know, like how how you talk about protecting. You know, that's another thing we're gonna talk about coming up mm-hmm. is how we need to. It needs to be more of us. Yeah, more you of the masculine, that more masculine, more masculine women, women, women protecting because we gotta protect each yes. other. Building a community. Look at how the Jewish people do it. Yeah, I'm all saying. Look time. at all like the, the gay men. There are a lot yeah. of gay programs and, and clubs yes. and bars. Yep, it's none of us. And you know what's crazy. I know a lot of dominant women, and I don't see them hanging together. But they have nope. so many similarities. Yeah, because yeah. and we're gonna so speak many. about this. We're gonna speak about this because that's just us. <laughs> that's, that's a whole many, but why? That's a whole number. It is. I want to be here for this one that because we need to come. stick together. Yeah, because I'm come. a femme. I'm a feminine female, mm. but I'm dominant, and that's why I don't get along with a lot of men because I'm more dominant than they Maybe are. Maybe that's yeah. why. Yeah. See. Yeah, real shit. We're gonna talk about this, but it, it just goes into like breaking down the, the woman, like because it's just like just because we dominant women, just, it's that cattiness still exists, and it's just like that's why I'm not as supported by more lesbian dominant women than I am heterosexual women or other women. Like that's really my only friend. But <laughs> but anyway, but take her on the trip next time. You don't know. be taking me on a trip though. I heard about. Right, it's okay. I got this. I got to flip Last through the minute. gram. Shout out to Miami. Shout out to Crystal and Naima and Paige mm. and uh, Sydney and shout out to Bro, Miami. They must have been real messy. Yeah. We got a whole misunderstanding. Okay. She going one. That's one on the trip. <laughs> That's going to trip. You, you know what? We're going to go on a trip. Right. My birthday is May 25th. Let's open Gemini a chat group and add Patrice up. in the group. Let's do that. You. And you know what we going to second. Oh, I got look you. at you. High five. <laughs> Both of y'all. Them <laughs> Geminis ain't right, though. At all. Geminis, Kansas, and all that shit. None of that's right. So anyway, oh, yeah. Oh, shout out to shout out you to my bro. Ra Ra. Shout out to Ra Ra. Shout out to Ra. That's a good joke. And shout out to Ra. But anyway, so y'all know how we end this thing. Shit. Shamir, can you plug your show real quick? Um, so my show is Cheers with Shamir. I'm on Mondays on 1500podcityradio.net. Um, and it's from 8 to 9. And we're just normalizing and just talking about the current events and just generational curses. I'm plugging. I'm definitely going to have to invite you on my show. We're going to definitely have to collab yeah. and keep doing this of at least course, once a month, him. every other yeah. month, something. Because I love the yeah. vibe. Thank you support so much him. for inviting me. I really appreciate Always. it. Always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Um, 
Javette. We, we Javette might be out. We don't know yet. We gotta see. We gotta we gotta see if she's gonna be out our next school. Yes, I love let her Let us so friendly and welcoming. So yeah, so let us know if y'all want Javette to stick around or not. Um so <laughs> definitely still looking for another co host <laughs> until until we figure this out. Um oh, but shade. definitely shout out to just shout out to everybody, everybody today. Yes. Just mad love to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um so y'all know how we end this thing. Tell a friend to tell a friend about in the den. Yeah, we love y'all. Love y'all. Nice. <laughs>